Hello and welcome back to Tell. Hello, Andrew Nimi. Hi. Sorry, I got to move the mic, the microphone cord a little bit, just that one time. Hopefully, no more. Okay. Because there was lots of noise last time, just like there was the first time. But I think we're slowly getting better and zeroing in on the issues. Yes, we have to get mic stands. I think. Yeah. Because Andrew cannot sit still. It's pretty funny that we've done like a hundred of these episodes, but we've only really done like two with the the video. So it's like we're just brand spanking new at this again. Not true. We had previous video. That doesn't so count. long ago. We've okay. forgotten everything by then about that. So you're just trying to cut yourself some slack. We're noobs, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's chill out, chill out, everybody. <laughs> Nobody's even said anything. Why you got to be so harsh? <laughs> you're right. No one said anything. They're very kind. Uh, so I'd like to talk about our date. Right off the bat. Our first date. Like our actual first date or our first date observance <laughs> this week? Both. Okay. So first of all, we have a little secret. What's that? Andrew and I do not know the date of our actual first date. Nope. We don't. Um, and why is that? I guess because like, were we posting on like Instagram back then? Instagram did not exist when we started dating. Isn't that true? This is 2009, Andrew, David. Hmm. Trying to think when my first, yeah, I guess Instagram maybe Instagram was right. 2012. I guess you're right. So. I'm going to find my first post on Instagram. <laughs> it's 2012. Is it? You're certain? This might take me a little while. Okay. Okay, 2011, January of 2011. Okay, so Instagram is potentially what, 2010? I don't know. We could look that up. Because we too. weren't the first people to post on Instagram. My first Instagram photo is of Weezer at the Joint at the Hard Rock Hotel. Okay, nice, nice. You don't neighbor. care about that? No, okay. absolutely not. Okay, um, but yeah, our first date was before this. Yes, and neither of us has the actual date i'm just trying to come up with an excuse for why i don't know the exact date because <laughs> it's instagram's fault for not coming out sooner because people can get away with it these days i mean i don't know if we would have posted something anyway would we have like taken a photo and posted it on instagram uh no because then people ask questions who's that uh -huh. what's happening yeah who's that guy who's that girl so that was a waste of time for me to look that up in the first place but maybe you could have posted something about the night without saying why you were at a maybe. certain place. Yeah. So, yes, we have this shame of not knowing when our initial first date is. You know, people have first date, first kiss, first, all these firsts. Okay. I don't think we know any of these firsts. So that's the secret. We don't know our actual date, but we sort of picked a date. Yes. And we put it in the calendar. And I set the yearly reminder. <laughs> we picked September 21st. Because we just based it on having met in late summer, which would have been August, right? Yep. Late July, August. Yep. And then Andrew went to Michigan for maybe a, a month, maybe two. Who knows? No, like three weeks. <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> Easily three. Um, and then we had our first official date. 
and that began as a disaster. So dramatic. <laughs> it was not a disaster. Okay. Well, you share with the listeners of the podcast what happened on our first date. There was construction happening on the way to pick up Boosie and a detour. So my maps that gave me the directions uh, estimated that it would take a certain amount of time. It was actually much longer in reality that it took to get there. I still remember that it took me like up the uh, the 95 rather than down the uh, the Summerlin Parkway. <laughs> and I was like, ah, crap. But that's not the, that's, is that such a disaster? I mean, we did have reservations. We had reservations. I was dressed and waiting. And for me to think, oh, there's this boy that I like and he's even offered to pick me up. You know, it wasn't... Meet me somewhere. Meet me somewhere. Which also is kind of shady. Why was I giving you my address before I... I just look so trusting. So trustworthy. Anyway, so yes, he was coming to pick me up. Plus, I was just so handsome. You're like, ah, whatever. (laughs) It's worth the risk. He might be a killer, but he's really good looking. At least I can die at at a handsome man's hand. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) This face will be the last one you see, so it's a good way to go. Um... So here I am thinking, I'm going to be stood up. This is just great. Great, great, So great. dramatic. It was like 10 minutes, 15 minutes late. No, you were about half an hour late. I don't know about that. Yes. Maybe 20. Half an hour. I don't know. Anyway. And uh, so finally, Andrew figured it out. And we went to a tapas place called... Firefly. Firefly. So this week, we... Went on a date to celebrate our first date on the date we made up. And what happened, Andrew? (laughs) What happened? Another (laughs) near disaster. (laughs) I was like, it's very fitting for our first date. Well, so yeah, we wanted to go somewhere. Wanted to observe the date. So we went to a place that we had gone to on another date, not our first date, but we went to a Mexican place. And there's a restaurant here. There's a building that's sort of like cycled through three different Mexican restaurants by now. This is like the third one yeah. that has occupied this same space. And it's pretty brand new, recently reopened. And so we go in there and it just like smells like sewer in there. I thought, I think it was a cooking oil down the drain smell. Yeah. Because I'm familiar okay. with the cooking oil down the drain smell. And Andrew asked the guy, hey, is this a, a weird smell in here? He's like, uh, I think so. We'll just put on a candle. And I was planning on having fish tacos. And immediately I was like, ah, this does not seem like a good idea. Yeah. So that was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just copying you who makes everything a disaster even when it's not. Pretty big disaster. When you're trying to, sp- trying to take your lady somewhere special for a special observance and the place smells like sewer it's kind of a disaster <laughs> i would say uh so we went to the same we left that place and went to the same building where firefly existed for our where our first date took place but now it's called tacos and beer correct oddly enough firefly is right next door to that place now yes but we'd no longer go to firefly for well after we we'd gone on our date and fire uh, to Firefly, they had a couple of um, issues with yeah. They they poisoned like thirty to one hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they did it on purpose. No, no. 
But after that, it just was less attractive to go to Firefly. I guess so. And yeah. I think that location was so charming and cute. Mm-hmm. And the new one is just large and yeah. not so cute. Yeah, I agree. But. Anyway, uh, Margarita Night. I had a couple of those. I had one and I suffered dearly. Yeah. Why? Well, my whoop told me I was suffering. <laughs> your I, whoop, felt, I felt fine. Your whoop is your sleep tracker, heart rate monitor thing, which I have as well. Yeah. But you felt fine, but it told you, you you need to feel bad today. Yes. So therefore you suffered. I did. I was fine. I was good. So yeah, that was the reenactment of our first date or celebration of our first date. Are we going to try and do better by like remembering things? Will we remember if we have a child when we got our first child? <laughs> Will we remember if we get a pet the date? We well, yeah, we have, we, we, have inst- we have Instagram now, so we can always just check back on <laughs> when that first post was. First, first day home for little Charlie the Dalmatian. <laughs> Charlie the Dalmatian. <laughs> Whatever kind of dog okay. Charlie ends up being. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it will be good. All right. What else do you want to talk about the first date night? Because we did the night didn't end there. We went to Velveteen Rabbit. Oh, we did. We went to Velveteen Rabbit. I had not been to Velveteen in a hot minute since it was closed. So Velveteen is your favorite cocktail bar in all the land. I really do think their cocktail making is superior. Yeah. The flavors are just superior to most cocktail places. Yeah. And I'm spoiled. And so other places just never quite get there. Mm-hmm. Except... Park MGM with those espresso martinis. Yeah, Park MGM reopening on the 30th. But uh, Velveteen Rabbit, very glad to see that they are reopened and slanging those drinks. And we got a pretty interesting drink that comes with a Polaroid picture. It does. Polaroids are not made for dark environments and people with the darker hue. (laughs) That's all I've got to say about that Polaroid story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just look like teeth and a, some shadow i don't know i don't think it's that bad okay we'll put it on the screen here so you can yeah, judge no, for they, yourself they've seen it but I, we'll see we'll see what they think <laughs> i think it looks fine okay so I look, yeah i look nice and tan in it you do you look very tan mm-hmm. but yeah so that was monday out on the town in las vegas yeah i guess that was the high point of the week because i don't remember anything else about the week that's very sad why what else happened i went to costco okay exactly (laughs) i came across this reddit thread okay called industry secrets how did you come across this reddit thread do you hang out on reddit i used to for a hot minute because i thought it was great i was trying to wean myself off instagram but you know you just supplement one drug for another so how did you find this one This one I found via TikTok. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this Reddit thread is called... I feel like the the cool people hang out on Reddit. So, yes, that just proves you're not cool because you do not hang out on Reddit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What's an industry secret in the field you work in? So I'll give you some examples so that you can start thinking about yours okay to share with the listeners of the podcast hit me with some examples so some examples we have 
uh, from a hairstylist. She says, almost every hairstylist gets the heebie-jeebies when we shampoo your hair and you just stare up at us. Close your damn eyes at the shampoo bowl. I could see that, but I, that's never been me. I've never been staring up at Marie who cuts my hair. You don't? Do you close your hair. eyes? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I either close my eyes or, yeah, I have to. I'd have to close my eyes. You definitely close your eyes. Pretty sure. <laughs> staring. <laughs> no, I don't, I've never like looked up at her while she's washing my hair, no. No. I mean, it's really re- relaxing to have your hair washed. Yeah, exactly. So I always close my eyes. Yeah, it's like borderline nap time. Apparently, some people keep their eyes open. So let us know. What's wrong with you people? Psychos, all of you. (laughs) Somebody who works in the restaurant industry says the cheapest bottle of wine in the restaurant has the biggest markup. And your $6 glass of sangria might actually just be boxed wine with some fruit in it. I feel like I would know if that was true. If it was boxed wine, you definitely would not know. I might. How? Just throwing fruit in it is really going to like give it that sangria taste. Well, it's not like they're going to do it for immediately when mm-hmm. you get there. Okay. As long as they put the fruit in like however chilling. long sangria takes to like make. Chilling in the fridge. You will never know that it's not. Mm. Yeah, we got sangria, I'm sure, on our first date. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. We got they could have given us boxed wine though. Probably was fruit, boxed wine. With fruit in it. Yep. While they were poisoning everybody in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That is terrible because n- I don't think anybody got food poisoning then. That was no. like years later. That's true. They're still crafting their master plan <laughs> to poison everybody. Um, that's cool. Any more secrets? Uh, Construction Boy says, if your windows or sliding doors are tough to open and close, nine times out of ten, when you call us, we put your own dish soap on the tracks and the thing works perfectly it takes five minutes and we charge you 150 dollars dish soap people it's better than wd-40 sometimes that seems odd and surprising is it really better than wd-40 i mean wd-40 is like magic juice you know he said sometimes yeah sometimes okay Hmm, interesting. We should try it. We don't have a sliding door, though. No, we do not have a sliding door. we can't try it. (laughs) Okay, Um, so Andrew Nimi, what are some poker secrets? If any of you people... Industry secrets. If any of you people have a sliding door, try the dish soap and let us know in the comments if it smooths out that sliding door track. Okay. I look forward to hearing about this. Could be be total BS. We We need to make sure. And Marie, just ask Marie if she gets the heebie-jeebies when she's washing somebody's hair and they just I'll do look that. up. Yeah, I'll look text her and her. ask her. Um, so you were saying poker? What are some poker industry secrets that you can share with the listeners of the Tells podcast? I wish I was like, I wish I was a dealer, you know, or like a floor man or something like that. Because then I feel like you would have the real sort of like inside story about what they, what they do to people. <laughs> Who does to people? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like how often like people get 86 or or mm. what happens, to, you know, to people when they take them in the back room and beat them up for, for winning too much. Uh, oh, that might only that happen. That does not happen. That might only happen in movies. Old, old movies. Yes. Um, Killing Vegas tourism <laughs> when it's already down. Way to go. Uh, I, I mean, like, for, from my perspective, it's like people who you think have a lot of money um, or the number of people that you would expect to have a lot of money in poker 
uh, often have far less or um, are pretty close to broke even. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like the top tier guys like Negreanu and Phil Helmuth, they're like really well off Mm -hmm. type of people. Um, But I think like the next tier down from like those guys and certainly like two tiers down, you know, there's like a lot of people that like grind tournaments and a lot of times they don't have a hundred percent of themselves or like anywhere near that amount. So, you know, this, this number that's on the Hendon mob is, it could be seven figures, but like the amount that they've pocketed off of that is, you know, maybe a quarter of that, if that. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like, it's not as fun as like the dishwasher soap on the, you know, the track that they steal from the, under the sink. Or that you're selling us box wine. Yeah, that's not really as fun. Um, yeah, I wish I had something like more specific to like uh, how often the chips get washed, which is basically never. I remember the... Uh, Gross. <clears throat> I remember the, the bicycle casino in Los Angeles. They purchased some big chip washing machine mm-hmm. and they posted it in action I mean, at least they were prepared. They were preparing for the pandemic. Now they can like <laughs> yeah. use that as a marketing thing. Sure. We have the best chip washing yeah. machine this is huge in the contra- country. Huge contraption that like washes like racks of chips. Mm. Um, but if you go to like the Mirage, I mean, I love the Mirage, especially the poker room, but... The chips are dark. The chips, yeah. They have like, you know, globs of dirt that have just like stuck there and haven't been replaced or washed the chips in decades decades probably okay <laughs> don't play poker is the industry secret here i'm getting or um, wear gloves when you play poker mm-hmm. wear gloves wear a mask wash your hands <laughs> uh, i'm trying to think if there's anything else but yeah so i'm like sort of like i'm not really on the inside of the casino really i'm not like behind the scenes at the you know the operations of the casino mm-hmm. just like poker players and so like i kind of know about you know, like financial situation of poker players isn't always what it seems. What about some insider secrets of being a YouTube vlogger? Are there some insider secrets? Hmm. Insider secrets. Every video takes five days. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's 20 minutes. Yeah. It takes an incredible amount of time, much longer than you would expect because you have to, I mean, you're filming like, on one day and you're playing an entire poker session which could be like eight hours and then you're filming after that session a lot of the time so there's like intro poker and outro and then editing all that stuff yeah can take like 15 hours so there's been like a lot of there was a lot of nights where i was sitting on this couch editing until like 10 in the morning or something because i wanted to get the video out the next day or that day i should say All right, so as you can see, we don't have any really exciting insider secrets. But if you work in an exciting industry or have some exciting industry secrets, share them with us. You can leave it down in the comments or write to us, hello at Mm tellspodcast.com or text us, 702-690-9299. I'm glad you know that phone number. I don't know it yet. I'm very good with numbers. Names and numbers, usually Mm -hmm. pretty solid. Really? Yeah. Can you count cards at Blackjack? I'm sure I could. Is that what it is? Remembering numbers? Yeah, you got to like keep keep count. Very good at remembering numbers. I never always... Can you count quickly? Can I count quickly? Yeah, yes. when there's lots of distractions. I don't know about when there's lots of distractions. How are you going to hold up when they take you in the back room and try to beat you up? I'm going to start praying in Zulu. Okay. 
Okay. Um, what did you think about me on our first date? I thought you were very attentive, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. And you asked lots of questions. Mm. Which girl doesn't like being asked lots of questions? And you okay. looked like you were actually listening and interested. So I was genuinely interested in the questions I was asking and what you had to respond with. Yes. Really wanted to get to know you, is what you're saying. Seemed like it. Mm-hmm. That um, made then why did that? That made you feel like I was. That made you feel like somebody was genuinely interested in you, and that feels good. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> yes, get, of course. That is that is a good feeling. Yeah, because people want you don't want to say like just ask a lot of questions. Oh yeah, no. Listen. I mean, ask questions that you genuinely want to know. Don't yeah. just ask the questions that you think you should ask. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, I think you asked me what my childhood was like. I don't think anybody's asked me that before. Hmm. Um, what was it like? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Uh, Bad? Medium? Anyway. <laughs> um, so I asked lots of questions. I was interested. Mm-hmm. And when I asked you questions, you answered thoroughly. And I think enthusiastically, you know? Okay. Uh, I could tell that you were nervous. Really? Yeah. Obviously. Was I though? Yes, you were nervous. Maybe. I guess so. <laughs> but even in your in your nerves, you were still really open and, you know, wanting to tell me things. So mm-hmm. that was very sweet. How did you how could you tell I was nervous? Uh, cuz you do this like thing with your shirt when you're nervous. What? You like pull, what thing? You used to pull your shirt. What? I don't know if you still do that. I've yeah. never done that. Uh, okay. I pull wish, my shirt. Yeah, you not pull it, but you'd like I'd keep adjusting. Really? Maybe that's your towel. Maybe it was be just telling. itchy. Maybe sh- my shirt was itchy. <laughs> that's your towel now. We've shown it to the whole world. Uh, yeah, no, I think that was... Because you, you, you used to... Okay. You, you do this when you're nervous. You Play with my ear. Play with your ear lobe. Yes. Gives me comfort. You don't do it too often, though, these days. I ain't nervous. I'm an American now. What's there to be nervous about? Mm-hmm. Literally everything. the uh the weird thing in the the weirdest thing in the date the first date for me was when you asked me if i wanted to go to the restroom with you (laughs) (laughs) well i just was saying if you want to continue this conversation you can just like come and wait outside the stall and we can continue chatting so how 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 would that even work so you you were going to the restroom and you said do you want to come with me what did you think i don't know like what you meant Honestly, I honestly didn't know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> I don't think you, I, I wasn't thinking you wanted to like go get frisky in the stall or whatever. No. But I didn't know what you meant. Mm, well, I, I was like, what am I going to do? Go stand there outside the door while you're in the restaurant? Yeah. Why would I do that? Just, why like not? Like a little puppy? Yeah. <laughs> I could tell that you were besotted already. So what you that could, mean? Never heard that word. You haven't heard besotted? Is that like beside yourself? No. It's like... <laughs> Uh, enamored or okay. enthralled by. I mean, yeah, I could probably wait three minutes for you to come back and enjoy my boxed wine sangria <laughs> with fruit in it. <laughs> what did you think of me when we on our first date? Uh, I was always like very intrigued by you, and uh, you were also like just really easy to conversate with, which was always like not my strong suit. So yeah, just like the combination of those things and super cute, of course. 
because I'm nosy. I will ask you a lot of questions. Nice little body. What? <laughs> what? You were looking at my body of on course. the first date. Obviously. What do you think I am? Some celibate? Some priest? Some priest. Okay, let's move on from this first date. Thank goodness we have a first date and now we have a date to celebrate our first date. Uh-huh. Ending the week, we saw the savages. We did. In Las Vegas. They left the nuts back home. Yeah. Uh, parents trip to the to the Vegas strip. Do you like how that rhymes? I guess. <laughs> anyway, we finally got to go to Lucky Day, which is that new mezcal bar, uh, downtown Las Vegas. Yep, on Fremont Street. Yes. What but did you think? They finally let us in after three requests. Three weeks. Texting. Of trying them. to get into. A speakeasy bar. Is yeah. it a speakeasy? I don't know. No, not really. It's just they, a bar. It's a bar. Yeah. They had to, we had to send a message, a reservation, ask to make reservations like four days in advance, I think. Okay. Is how we got in. So uh, you do have to order some guacamole or salsa, salsa, chips and salsa, guacamole and salsa. Oh, what? Guacamole and chips mm -hmm. in order to be sat. Yep. Uh, I had spot. a Miss Cal flight. It was good. Mm hmm. And some cocktails. I had a Paloma. Is that what it's called? You did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the bartender made your specialty Paloma. Off the menu, yeah. Spicy I like that. Paloma. I like, I like that. Uh, one of those places where, like, you you tell tell them like what sort of flavor profile you might like because uh, the drink I originally wanted they they were out of for they were out of one of the ingredients. So I was like, all right, I'll take something smoky. And he was like, maybe do you like spicy or not spicy? I said I like spicy. And he gave me something smoky and spicy. And it was really good. <laughs> so I think uh, I think two thumbs up. I would definitely go back. It's just kind of annoying. That you have to like figure out a plan. I mean, I guess they do take walk-ins if there's space available. Right. But uh, is there space available under? Under these, these times. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's best to just make a reservation if you have any intention of heading down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good to see some New Jersey friends. Yeah. Haven't seen them in a while. Trevor Savage, Jody Savage, two of my favorite people that I've met in this poker journey. Through poker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trevor's just like such a, a nice slash smart slash easy to hang out with and chill with. Sure. Slash good poker player, great I know, poker he's player. Good poker player. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he's, I might have a little man crush on Trevor and, uh, Jody's great too. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So great to see them hang out, get some time with them. All right. Do you have, uh, anything else? No. All right. Let's go to some listener feedback. Let's do this. Let's get into these comments. You know, I love YouTube comments. Sherlette. Shout out to Sherlette. Hi, Sherlette. Nice to see you. In the he, comments. He loves giving you compliments. Accept the compliment. I accept the compliments. Do I you? do. I really do. I I do appreciate the compliments. Even though I am rich is better. <laughs> You're Andrew, looking rich today. It's safe to say you look like a million bucks. Even with the sweatpants shorts, Boosie, you look like a billion bucks. Thank you. And speaking of the sweatpants shorts, ladies and gentlemen. The sweatpants shorts, ladies and gentlemen. 
the favorable sweatpants okay, shorts. Okay, sit down. Okay. Boy, are they comfy. Okay. Boy, are they comfy. Dave Solomon says, love you both. However, I was taken aback a little with your conversation on objectifying beauty. I agree when done inappropriately, it hurts, doesn't add anything of value. In fact, diminishes when done improperly. On the other hand, I tell my wife she is beautiful all the time. We've been married 42 years and are still going strong. I respect her more than any other person alive and think it is important for her to know that I appreciate her. I do this in many ways. One such way is to compliment her on her looks. This does not diminish her in any way and she appreciates it as it is sincere. Congratulations on 42 years, Dave. That's longer than I've been alive. Okay. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It is. That they've been married for longer than I've been alive. It is, yes. Not many things have been around for longer than I've been alive. What are you talking about? Not many things have been around. So, do you believe it is sincere when I say it and therefore appreciate it? Yes, I do. I do believe that it's it's sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, for me personally, words of affirmation is not my love language. Okay. So, yes, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I would feel worried if you stopped saying it. Okay. I'd be like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. What's happening? What did you do? What did to I become, do? To become not pretty? No, for you to not tell me that. Because like I now mad. I... Huh? Like I'd be mad at you or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or you got a side chick. I don't know. I think you'd still be hot even if I was mad at you. <laughs> you'd still tell me? I still You ang- were so hot. I still hit it angrily. <laughs> but uh, so for me, how Andrew uh, shows appreciation in a, a form I appreciate the most is through quality time. So if Andrew spent... 60 minutes looking me dead in the eye and talking about things that I want to talk to and he's enthusiastic in that conversation. Mm -hmm. That beats your beautiful any day. 60 minutes though. hmm? (laughs) Yes, Hmm. 60 minutes. Got that kind of time? Yes. Okay. You you would happily take a nap with me for 60 minutes Mm -hmm. with your arm like right over my neck Mm -hmm. and making sure... To remind me not to move a muscle. Yeah. Wake up with a crink neck. That's right. So. But I guess, yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, if we're talking time, (laughs) that's time well spent. You're right. (laughs) It also doesn't really take a lot of effort, you know. Does it take effort for you to have like conversations, quality conversations? Sure. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's why my love language is the best. Your love language is a lazy love language. But yeah, so Dave, I didn't mean to, you know, make uh, people because I think it is good to appreciate and say, you know, you do look beautiful. But I'm just talking for myself personally, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying you can hit me with the uh, the casual one liner as I'm on my way out the door. With, okay. Well, damn, honey, you looking fine today. Go Every- get him with that handsomeness. Don't Every hurt day. him too much, baby. <laughs> Every day, I will tell you every day appreciate that thanks all right uh so we got a voice message text from area code 253 hello 253 um but really if you wouldn't mind leaving your name i'd like to know who is in area code 253 okay personalize it a little bit yeah maybe Mm -hmm. but if you don't still write to me 
and says, Busi, thank you. Charming, intelligent people are hard to find in this world today, or at least they are hiding to avoid conflict. Andrew, your normal videos are the best I have seen. I would like a bit more exposure to failed bluffs and leak mitigation. But again, thanks. And also says, Busi, may we learn a little bit more about you, where you're from, how you came to the US, what you do, and thanks for the content. Hmm. So that's cool. Thanks for the message. What was it? The message. Two, two, one, three. Two, five, three. Two, five, three. Yes. So um, he likes my normal videos. Is that what he said? Yes. What are my normal videos? Like poker vlogs? Poker. Yes. Mm. This is not your normal. Oh, this is not normal. This is not your normal. This is abnormal. No, this is not your normal habitat. How you pres- how you came out on YouTube. This That's is true. Not your, this is not your normal. Yeah, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. All right. Right on. Are you going to talk about leak mitigation or failed bluffs or are we going to save that for the poker video? Um, I think it's a poker video thing, right? I'd like a little bit more exposure to failed bluffs. Sure. So he wants to see hands mm-hmm. with a bluff fails. Yeah, I don't think he means like me, me and you, me like trying to bluff you, um, <laughs> whether I did the dishes or not. No, I and don't. And it failed, and you realized they weren't done yet. No, I don't think that was the question. Leak mitigation sounds <laughs> like the tap. Yeah, this, the faucet is leaky. Boosie, maybe learn a little bit more about you. I am from South Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa. I came to the U.S. 2007. Mm-hmm. Was um, it on a boat? I did. I came on a boat. It was a very long boat ride, about six months. Um, <laughs> no, I did not come on a boat. <laughs> it takes but, that long. I think it's like 30 days on a boat. But these are the questions we if got that. asked. Maybe in a week. At the club, when you told people you were from South Africa, did you come on a boat? (laughs) That's crazy. So I came to the U.S. to seek for my pot of gold, my American dream. Still searching for my American dream. But I did meet a handsome fellow, Andrew Neamey. You sure did. And uh, my sister lived here, so it was, especially in Las Vegas, it was uh, an easy transition. I moved from South Africa to New York, and then when New York got cold, I moved to Las Vegas and met Andrew and have been here ever since. Yes. Uh, I trade futures currently uh, for work. And... Would you recommend that somebody from South Africa moves to the United States of America to pursue their dreams or maybe not to pursue their dreams, but as a, as an opportunity in dream pursual, perhaps if that's mm. if it makes more sense or not, maybe not. I don't know if I would say move to America per se. Uh, I don't think it's really about the place that you move to. Right. I think it's the change of scenery, getting outside of your comfort zone like what you knew the way you grew up because if you go anywhere in the world you will be changed Mm -hmm. and usually for the better if you're open to it so i wouldn't say you know you have to come to the u.s and that's where you are going to get that thing but i do think if you have the opportunity um leaving 
where you grew up and the people that you know, even if it's for a little while, I think it's very expansive and yeah. and good for you. I just wonder like what the uh the current the current uh uh like view on the craziness that we see at least on Twitter and on the news and stuff. Mm. I wonder what that looks like and if America is still like the, the place you the, want to be. If it's still like the promised land, you know, mm. that it was uh for a long time. Um, you know, if it's billed as such, if it's thought of as such or if it's like, eh, it's kind of like crazy at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Canada looks interesting too. You know, it's right next door and same continent. and Or, you know, maybe like go check out Europe or something just because. But of course, everywhere has their issues too. So Yeah, everywhere has the issues. And immigration is such a long, long process. So I think the ideal, if possible, which is not really possible accessible to a lot of people would be to go and visit a bunch of places before you pick where you wanted to immigrate to because the process is so long Mm -hmm. and usually when you're in the immigration process it limits your ability to travel so much so i would if i could do over i would have traveled to Asia and all the other countries first before I picked America. So all the other countries? All the other countries. All of them. Go, <laughs> go to all of them first. Yeah, but I was too poor anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, or, or try and learn about the cultures um, and see where you might, like somewhere that piques your interest, mm-hmm. you know. So. Right on. I'm glad you picked America. Yeah, I actually never thought America would be the place uh especially in south africa we usually think of you know moving to the uk because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uk or english influence since we were british colonized so even when you go over there you know that you know people drink tea and there's certain things and certain things that you will miss from home that you can eat Mm -hmm. i remember when i first moved to the u.s i called cox communications which is our tv and internet and i said which channel is the cricket on and the lady was like what are you talking about (laughs) Uh, but if i had moved to the uk that would have been a very valid question like a very simple question yeah yeah. when i got internet like oh what what channel is the cricket on when she told you uh that that's just not going to be happening did you realize you made a huge mistake grave grave mistake <laughs> grave error <laughs> um you know and even something as simple as formula one i didn't realize formula one was not a big thing here mm-hmm. they'd be like oh yeah you can watch nascar and i was like no no the formula one grand prix so there's a lot of things like that that i was just like oh it's very different to south africa yeah so I think that is all we have time for today. I'm glad it all worked out in the end. Yeah. Here you are. I definitely wouldn't be making YouTube videos if I had moved to... You never know. You could have a cooking, cooking channel. Maybe. You could have a tea channel. I could. I could still start a tea channel. We have tea here, you know, in America. Just saying. How often do you drink tea, Andrew Nimi? Uh, that doesn't mean it's not available. I'm just not into I it. I do. I still drink Irish breakfast tea every single day See? or English breakfast tea. Proved how ignorant you were. 
<laughs> I didn't say it wasn't here. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's all we have time for. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, leave us a comment down below. Click the thumbs up. Apparently that helps too. Yes. Tell your friends. Send them this video. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.